Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 87 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig, one of our co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for another live edition of the Owners Club Strategy Show. We've got a lot going on here. We just released a new marketplace, went live earlier today, got a little, little giveaway special running there. We've got some madness going on in the NFL right now. Justin Bach, lots to break down. It's busy. It's exhausting. Um, just the amount of amount of COVID stuff going around the league. Uh, we already knew injuries were coming up. I'm excited because like we get three games before lock this week. We get Thursday. We get Saturday. We obviously get our full slate of Sunday. We've got no buys. This is mostly the best part of the season. So I'm pretty stoked overall. But oof, it uh it we've got some landmines that we need to avoid with our lineups this week. Yeah. And I think the crazy part is like, what are we not going to know on Thursday, Friday, Saturday? We're going to find out on Sunday. I know we'll talk a little bit, Justin, as we get into like how a strategic approach for this week. But, you know, the the, the points you see from Thursday and Saturday become potentially even more valuable this week because there's that incremental risk of the Sunday points. I mean, I'm playing some NBA DFS still, and it's just every five minutes, it's like there's a there's an update. Some player's been ruled out, like just insanity right now. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, most of the podcasts that like I was listening to throughout the week, it's like halfway through the podcast, they're like, up, oh, also add this person to the list. Up, oh, another one pops up. So, uh, you know, it's 8.30 at night. We'll see if any of them pop up on the list during our show. But uh, fingers crossed that Cooper Cup can survive because it seems like everyone else around him is going down. Going to be an interesting week for sure. We're also going to be going through the Week 17 payout structures today. I know people have been eagerly awaiting that, so we're going to roll that out. We've got across the main event online final and the side hustle online final, 150 k worth of prizes 500 people paying out in both contests too. So pump the show over on that. Going to review week 14, talk through all the stuff heading into this weekend. And the, the other big thing is we not only have a Thursday night game this week, but we also have two games on Saturday. So uh, could be, could be an interesting one heading into lineup lock on Sunday. All right. Let's start a little, little marketplace action. So, if you now head on over to the site and go to the marketplace, we have added a, a table view to the desktop version. And so what this does is kind of nicely lay out all of the lowest asks for each of the cards. You can then filter by the projections. I think the, not sure if the projections are quite updated yet, but working on it and uh, see all of the low asks. And then for any of the cards also, over on the right here, you can click into them to see more. And then in one view, you can see here all of the Minnesota wide receivers that are for sale, the serial numbers, the price in both ETH and USD. So uh, good stuff. Shout out to Denzel from the team that put this together. I think it's going to be pretty helpful for people. It's very clean. I like it a lot. Um, and uh, I think uh, I like where, you know, hey, if you're on mobile, you still kind of use that classic version. It's a little better when you're kind of just scrolling and flipping through. But if you are on desktop and you want to do a bit more of the kind of analysis stuff, you really want to prep for where the values are. Uh, I, I think this structure and this format is far more appealing um, to kind of the analytic side of things. We love our analytics here at OTM. And in honor of this marketplace, Going live in honor of the three games that we have ahead of Sunday this week, we are going to be running a special 
from now until 9 a.m. on Sunday, where every single marketplace purchase that you make, you will get your name onto a giveaway wheel. And we've got some some fun specific cards that we're going to be giving away on the wheel. So I know that we've got a, a number 34, serial 34, New England running back. We've got a combination Buffalo quarterback wide receiver stack. So I think that's fun. You have a chance to win the two for one. Same with the Cincy stack. And uh, I think we'll, we'll likely end up with some high scorers from Thursday and Saturday games, and we're going to throw them into the giveaway as well. So like good, good chance. Can you uh, sort by Buffalo here? Let's see. What's the low ask of that kind of that Buffalo stack right now? I know, um, you know, let's see. Buff QB, we've got it 100. Wide receiver, 81. Yeah, that's a nice little nice little stack to get there. Nice giveaway. And um, I'm still bullish on them through the playoffs and such. Uh, so I think that's that would be a great QB wide receiver probably to play throughout the playoffs, especially, you know, if uh, the public's kind of off of them, might actually be a little contrarian. Yeah, it's definitely a valuable card, potentially heading into the playoffs. And then also for the, the Week 17 contest, because Justin, I heard that we're going to have a lot of contests on week 17. Is this correct? There's going to be, there's going to be three contests. There's going to be a lot of payouts though. So uh, that's for sure. Um, are we, should we look, talk through the payouts? Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. So first to, to tee up what, uh, what we have week 17. So week 17 is finals week. We of course have the live final in Miami, but then we also have the two online finals for the main event and for the side hustle where we're giving away our biggest prizes of the season. And uh, here's our payout structure. Justin, talk it through. Yeah, I like it. So first off, I um, was doing some estimates and stuff, and I believe we're going to have around 3,000 entries into people of qualifying, people qualifying for um, both the main event and the side hustle. I think main event's going to be just below maybe 2,900, 3,000. Side hustle might be a little higher, around like 3,200 or so. Now, how many of those entries actually get filled? think we'll see there. I was kind of assuming something around like an 80 to 90% completion rate. Um, maybe there are a few people who were early on and the, you know, and now aren't as active. Maybe there's a few people who have so many entries that they just don't have as many cards to even fulfill them. Uh, I'm sure some people will just kind of forget, maybe have a rough Saturday night that night as well. But if you assume Can't that imagine. there's something, if you assume maybe there's something around like, I don't know, 26, 2700, uh entries in this we wanted to pay a lot of a large amount so we're getting to almost 20 percent uh with 500 entries being paid and given that some majority of people are going to have two three four five entries like pretty decent chance of having multiple entries cash in this so that was our kind of first goal and the second is always want to have like a decent you know amount up top without it being crazy top heavy you know we see some like the dfs tournaments and stuff that have I know huge jumps between like that first and second. That's not what we want. You know, hey, if you end up finishing first, second, third, fourth, fifth, you're pretty happy with what you get. You're getting over a thousand dollars for both these contests. Um, so that, that's kind of a, a pretty exciting where we landed. Pretty excited, pretty happy with where we landed with these payouts. All that said, I would love to hear some feedback because if people, you know, and we were kind of talking about this, and there was some amazing feedback going on over the past kind of 48 hours. Um and I think TJ, we may even do a survey in the next day or so, but overall would love to just hear hey, and people in chat, like, does this look good? Would you rather fewer people paid out? Would you rather more money up top? Um, we're always taking feedback and, you know, that feedback will definitely come into play when we think of future contest payouts. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll say for me coming from, you know, the the ridiculous, like if you don't get first, why did you even play tournaments in a lot of the DFS stuff? It's it's really nice. Uh, Stogie wants a Millie to first. Yeah, I, I get that, Stogie. Go, go find I bet, I bet you do players. want that. I bet you do want that. Sorry, I I think that if I was Stogie is saying he is donating a million dollars to first. Yes, there he, we you, go. you heard it here first. Sergeant Stogie is donating a million dollars to first there for both is. the main event and side hustle, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I love, I personally would love to be able to play contests like this with this payout. You won't let me. Uh, so, you know, I'll just continue to be salty about it. But I love this, this type of payout where still a substantial prize pool if you get, if you get first. But if you get second or third, it's not like you're staring at this massive cliff that, you know, what, why'd you even bother? like it I like it but then again i also reviewed it with you before we decided it so it makes sense that you were aligned to this so well sure thanks <laughs> here we have it week Hi. 17 coming but not up chat seems like the like in it you know chris yeah. adamson um looks beautiful but he might be talking about the marketplace but uh we got tot saying he likes it now dj locals great distribution so that, that's always positive um but yeah no we are always appreciative of feedback and such so if there are any feel free obviously to bring it up in chat or send a dm or anything like that shout out to the chat also like justin said shout out to everyone in, in the discord that was giving feedback i guess i kind of kind of buried the lead too on forgetting about yesterday's announcement and we should probably talk about that on this podcast at least briefly too so for those of you that, that maybe missed it hopefully everyone saw it in discord in our email we uh sent out some more information about the first edition cards heading forward and so what we uh, have said is that we're going to have the weekly ogs contest it's going to be a rotating format largely favoring contests where the highest score wins maybe like mix in one or two low balls but mostly high scoring cards and then we're also going to be implementing the ability to burn cards that will then earn certain rewards maybe some you know potential free packs in the future or access to pre-sales things of that nature and then, of course, you'll get continued access to the giveaways by holding these first series cards. And then what we said is a couple other things that that we're kicking around. And I said in the note, but I think we're all, all on the same page. And we, we want to make sure that we have good ideas planned for the first edition cards. And it be, yeah, all of the cards, honestly, have value over time and have different aspects of utility. But we don't want to commit to too, too many things too early. So we're messing around with some things like a, a captain multiplier and some other fun game types. I, I, well, we're going to have something for the people, Justin. I can guarantee that. Oh, yeah. No, there's, I mean, and end of the day, um, it, it was nice to kind of give a bit of a, you know, a bit of a roadmap, a bit of transparency into it all. But there's a lot behind the scenes as well that we're excited for um, going on over the next few weeks, months, and even longer. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Football season might be coming to an end, but we're just getting started. All right, let's talk about last week quickly here. We have the the highest and lowest scores. Buffalo QB always finding its way towards the top. I feel like every week now it's like Buffalo quarterback in the, the first spot with some massive scores. Anything that stood out to you guys this week? I'm laughing at Stogie's comment if you want to read it real quick, and then uh, you can give an answer. Uh, Stogie's question is, is the first edition verbiage purposeful? Like, why does have to? Yes, that is purposeful. We are calling them our first edition cards. So yes, we like we, we like that. We yeah, think there's, it sounds there's cool and like really 
makes it. And it's we're not even necessarily going to be like second edition, third edition. To us, like these are the first edition cards, and then we continue to have new cards on top of that each season going forward. Yeah, and I think why it was so important to kind of call these first edition, especially as well to begin with. Uh, you know, owners Club is not just going to be one sport. So I didn't want to use series like Top Shot. Didn't want to even want to use season because season can imply different things. And maybe you have different years or different seasons and stuff. But uh, only thing we know with 100% certainty is these are the first edition overall. And so beyond that, we'll see what we start calling with regards to per year, per sport. And you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But we definitely wanted to be clear that, hey, these cards are the first edition. Yep, yep. All right. Here we go. What are we seeing? Kansas City tight end at the top too. Shocker. That's yeah. really, really really been hot lately too. Wait, what? No, no, no. Kansas City running back near oh, the top. Oh, that's gee, I, my, same my bad. I, I meant to say Kittle. I meant to say oh, okay. yeah. uh, how Kittle has been crushing it lately. Yeah, yeah. my bad. I don't last. Yeah, no. Back last two weeks, he's gone 150 plus yards off, and I think a lot of it has to do with. No Elijah Mitchell back there. So Debo's playing a bit more of a kind of a, you know, running back role, even in sometimes more of a traditional running backs so that allows for them, you know, a little more opened up to open up and maybe makes more need to actually use Kittle in the passing game. Uh, so we've seen that connection and that's been uh, very, very, I don't know what, unexpected after what we saw earlier in the season. But like we know he has that talent and he's probably the best tight end in the league. Uh, so we'll see. They have a very friendly, very favorable schedule throughout the uh, regular season um, fantasy playoffs. So, like, so the next few weeks. Uh, so that's probably a card that's very valuable to have. Yeah, I think that card, I mean, coming into the season, we would have said, you know, he, that San Francisco tight end card was the first or second or, you know, well, probably the second or third best card out there. I think why it's been unexpected recently is just because, they haven't been throwing the ball at all, right? It's not, I mean, Kittle's production has largely been a, a function of how little they've thrown the ball and they've increased that dramatically. Like, will that continue to your point? A lot of running back injuries driving that, but uh, definitely something, you know, that if it continues, this card's going to be in play every week. Yeah. And, uh, six San Francisco tight ends for sale on the market. Yes. Now on the scoring on the bottom right-hand side, if you scroll down there, so, I mean, yeah, you were looking, yeah, his highest is 15 week nine and then goes to 13 and 14 is 30 and 21. You know, it'd be a cool feature is if we had the next weeks of who their opponents were, just uh, just making a note. That would be that good. Would, that would be, be a cool good. little feature. Um, but yeah, no, they have a very, very friendly schedule. So we'll keep an eye on this card. And um, I think people who have it, uh, it took a while to make it, to get it to pay off, but it's paying off now. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, the most interesting thing when I looked just at the top scores this week was the completely solo Josh Allen and Buffalo QB at the top and not another Buffalo card on the page. And, you know, uh, there's not many quarterbacks that are ever going to be on this page without their, you know, their pass catchers, you know, being right up there with them. But Josh Allen is the one where you can do it. And unsurprisingly, like not many people played it that way. Uh, because it's hard to talk yourself into hitting on five distinct positions versus hitting on, you know, a correlated quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. Um, you know, but, but Josh Allen's probably the guy who you could do it with. And despite being the highest scoring quarterback, wasn't on the winning teams because the correlation with the with the pass catchers was just kind of non-existent this past week. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you did what we talked about with the side hustle and you played Buffalo QB with Tampa wide receivers because of that stack and getting the kind of game script, uh, that what? Let's see. Would that have won the side hustle? It would have been no. pretty close. A few people oh, did. They Buffalo got 25th. And... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the winner was actually the one person who played the Chiefs running back and the Rams wide receiver. So good on you for getting to that. Uh, and then lots of Buffalo QB uh, LA wide receivers. Yeah, that Chiefs running that Chiefs running back was pretty crazy. Well done there. And then shout out to Ryan Judge, of course, the main event winner for this week. Also, the score is wrong in this graphic for the record. I was trying to figure that out. They actually scored forty-one point three. Oh, okay. But yeah, so that makes Ryan sense. Judge, shout out. Yeah, congratulations. And then uh, well, we got we got Kraken there, who's a familiar name as well. We got one of uh, one of your friends, out, DJ. Brett. Good old Shout Brett. Out Brett. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now it was uh, it was a fun week, and you know, but remember when we started the week off, it was Minnesota running backs, and uh, so we end up seeing we got four in the top ten there, um, and then a lot of a lot of late points as well. Defense was pretty crazy. What Titans got a shutout, so getting twenty six up there against Jacksonville was a Helped a lot of people. Uh, fun, fun week. The highest scoring defensive week. A few different teams that that put up 20, 27 from the Chiefs. Again, kind of solo winner in the Island of Misfit cards for Big Mo by playing the Chiefs defense with San Francisco tight end. Lots of other people playing either the Titans or not lots, but a, a few other people playing either Titans or Cowboys who both fell one point short. So the edges are thin in that in that contest. And, you know, the Chiefs had, had gotten 25, but would have taken an 11 serial to take down the Island of Misfit cards. Pretty crazy. Yeah, 48.1 is definitely one of the higher Island of Misfits we've had. Uh, probably not the highest because some of those maybe, you know, Gronk days or something when the tight ends put up a little more, a few more points, but that's that's up there. Shout out, Ace John. What, uh, well, yeah, we got a few. We got Loss? a few. Then. We got yeah. Loss? A lot of recogni- recognizable names there. Um, what, uh, what do we have for the low ball? All right. We got 16 and 22 this time, a little bit higher than good that. Se- good what? separation from the field here. Six point win in the low ball. Yeah. That was a strong, strong team. Um, but compared to last week, what, what, what one five. five. Yeah. That was yeah. insane. Well, this, I, I know, I know the pains of this Jacksonville running back is in my freaking season long league. I got James Robinson and now he, he's, Terrible. And the whole time I've been looking forward to the fact that next week, this week in the playoffs, he's got a matchup against Houston. So I'm like, great spot. But can you even, I, I, what, he, he fumbles so Urban Meyer benches him? Like, what is this, high school? It's outrageous. Anyways, I mean, Urban Meyer goes in the games. Just the best. Urban Meyer goes in the games saying, you know, we definitely need to run more. I mean, when you got a running back like James Robinson, you know I'm going to run it. And then what, he had like six touches or something. I mean, yeah, literally. Entire team's a wreck. <laughs> is there a worse game I mean, I think Jacksonville is actually favored in that game purely because Vegas knows that like Houston's smarter and they'll probably lose on purpose. Like Urban <laughs> wants to actually win because he needs to get a win. I'm I'm convinced that's the only reason Jacksonville's actually favored because I think the Houston team, like, I mean, I'm not going to say they're a good or a decent team, but like they're not Jacksonville bad. You think that Houston team is better than Jacksonville? Yes. Yes. 
Dave? I think that's true, except at the quarterback position, which obviously matters a lot, right? I think quarter at quarterback, I think I think Jacksonville is materially better. I mean, Davis Mills is like comical. Do you know how many touchdowns Trevor Lawrence has in the past? I, I think the stats like six weeks. I, I'm sure it's a tiny number. I'm sure you're going to tell me a number that's like insultingly low, and that's not going to change my opinion in a material way here. I mean, it's Davis Mills. Come on. It's Jacksonville and Urban Meyer, and yeah. like that offense is a horrible. I'm not saying he's good, and I, I'm, I'm certainly not saying he's good, but but he's not Davis Mills. Yeah, these are the, these are the high level discussions that you really the, the the important debates that need to be had right here. So Davis, well, only, Carl, only tell me spot. Davis Mills actually hasn't been bad. I you know Carl, I disagree, but I. Chat, put it in chat. I need a J for Jacksonville or an H for Houston. We're settling oh this God. once. Who is actually oh, the better coupon, team? Coop wants a side bet. Coop wants a side bet. What can we possibly side bet on? Here? How can we side bet? I think that Jacksonville wins because they're so <laughs> dumb and, it can't, and Urban Meyer needs that win just to like, I don't know, show his wife that he still has value something. like. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, after what oh he did at the bar, he needs a win. And I mean, like, in all facets of his life, he needs a win. He needs a win. You know who else needs a win? The people of the owner's club. Who Who's going to uh, be the big players for this coming week? All right, so first off, yes, this is where transitioning is next week. We've got the three games I think we should uh, do a little deep dive into what we expect to happen Thursday and Saturday. Is this – do, do we have this for the next two weeks, the Saturday games? We do, correct? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. And, and then, then week 17, everything starts on Sunday at 1. Right, right, right. Which – wait, week 17 or week 18? Week 18. Week 17. Our week finals 17. week, everything starts at 1 p.m. There's That's no right. Thursday or Saturday games for finals week. Yeah. So we get a 14-game slate for the live final and the full 16 for the online finals, but no – early information right because they don't have those games and so yeah live finals you said is 14 live finals not include monday night or sunday Sunday evening the online finals include everything i'm not i guess okay so the reason why week 17 they don't have the saturday games is because that's when the i think semifinals for the college football games are so that's why they didn't want to clash with that and then for week 18, which historically is week 17, they try to get as many of the games that are in the same conference and stuff, especially same division, but I think maybe same conference at the same times. So then one team doesn't like have more information based off what happens with someone else with regards to like playoffs advancing and stuff. I, th- I think both of those are correct. There we have it. All right. So we've got Kansas City versus the Chargers. We've got the Raiders versus the Browns and the Patriots versus the Colts. So we've got some uh we've got some solid cards in play here. You've got the indie running back, you've obviously got all of the Chiefs players, you got the uh, yeah. Could be a lot of action these these games. I'm yeah, pumped. I mean it's it's yeah. oh sorry, Justin. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say quickly, it's another week where like the highest total game is five clear of you know, of, of the next highest total game on the slate. And that's the Thursday night game, right? So just going off of like raw point projections and Vegas totals, there's going to be a ton of value in that Thursday night game. Uh, those teams are obviously already going to be highly owned Kansas city and the uh, thunder horses. Uh, but you know, we're going to know 
going into it, whether or not you're going to want to play those. Um, and then when you, you know, you've got, I think the seventh highest total game on the slate, um, or the sixth highest tied for the sixth highest total game on the slate with new England and Indy, and then the lowest total game on the slate with Cleveland and Las Vegas. So yeah. lots of things could be interesting. Low ball possibilities. That's right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I know the, the game tomorrow night, highest scoring, you know, highest over under 52 and a half. Um, five of the Chiefs' last seven games, they kept their opponent to single-digit score. The other two, it was only 17 and 14 points. Like, the Chiefs have turned into a strong, strong defensive team. Uh, I personally believe that, like, that 52 and a half is a bit high, and I think it's going to be a game that goes under – uh, I think there's a going to be a bit stronger defenses than kind of where we think of when we think of a high-powered Chargers, high-powered Chiefs offense. Um, from an actual, how does what does that make you want to do with regards to you know, owners club? Not much, really. Just wait and watch and see. Um, but that's at least how if I was throwing a couple shackles on the game, I think the under, and I think uh, I think that these are two strong, strong defenses. Uh, the next is the implications from a couple of the games this weekend, especially even these early games for so the playoff stuff is substantial. Um, yeah. Someone in chat, I guess it was Carl was talking about how that Pats Colts game is interesting. I mean, if the Pats win this, they are heavily favored to be the, to get the buy. Um, I'm throwing on five thirty eight right now. So if the Pats win, they become a 68% chance, 68% favorite to, Get that by, uh, and the Colts are now on the outside of the playoffs looking in. If the Colts can get the win, they now, which would be a you know, pretty substantial win for them, they're now 87% to make the playoffs, which like that's a lot of movement for some cards. I mean, possibly the most valuable running back card we've seen this year. Um, so for people thinking about the playoffs, uh, I, I'd keep an eye on keep an eye on the games this weekend, keep an eye on the games in that 538 and kind of just uh, for, for prepping and planning for the playoffs. And the Colts are favored by two and a half in this game, is our, I think is what I saw. So and the, they're home, surprising. Yeah. I mean, they're home. So that basically means Vegas has it as a coin flip on a neutral site, but still surprising to me that they're favored in that game. Um, yeah. you know, Give them a good, decent chance. I think Colts are six and two in their last eight. Like they've been playing very well um, ever since basically Carson Wentz has shown like he's healthy and then just riding Jonathan Taylor um, that combined with a strong defense, like that's a recipe for success. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I see the comment from, uh, from Carl in the chat about Casey DST is all on COVID. Like we kind of talked a little bit about this going into, you know, in the intro to the show, but, there's just going to be so much value in knowing the points that are scored from Thursday and Saturday when you're looking at lineup decision Sunday. Assuming things continue on a COVID trajectory like they have the last couple of days where you know every hour there's new super impactful news, uh, you know, knowing what the points are becomes even more valuable for, for all of your contests. Um, Justin, does uh, Case Keenum make the Brown, the Cleveland quarterback card better? No, it does not make it better, but it's probably not a huge drop-off from Baker Mayfield, who has been hurt all season and uh, just kind of fighting through it. I think the rest of the team being out makes Cleveland just a train wreck. And uh, like I, I put out a tweet a couple of days ago that I thought like Nick Chubb was going to be like the 
uh, the white knight of the playoffs coming in and saving the teams that were able to make it to their fantasy playoffs, the best ball playoffs with him. Uh, because without Kareem Hunt, with a great schedule upcoming against Las Vegas, going against Pittsburgh, who just got demolished uh, by both Dalvin Cook and uh, someone else like a week or two before. But now, like, there's just no one on that team. Uh, so it's basically going to, I don't know, like, I think it's just going to be a rough, very slow game. That's why Vegas has it with such a low total. Um I don't know. I think Hunter Renfro ends up eating because I think even the Browns slot corner is out. Um, like there's, I don't know. I think it's just going to be an ugly game. Everyone's out. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty, pretty wild. And then, I mean, that's, I feel like so much is still up in the air for Sunday. Like a lot of, lot, quite a few questions are with some teams yeah. that, you know, not necessarily all top notch players, but, Still, still has impact. So, going to be an interesting weekend of news. Because Monday night, people with Tyler Higby, like you thought you were going to have a Rams tight end going into Monday night, and then he's out, and you've got no backup option. And uh, so, I'm sure there's some. That's kind of what Bach was talking about. That'll probably happen with some players. Now, Sunday's usually not as bad because they don't do COVID testing on Sunday. Um, You know, it's very nice them to take that day off. Uh, and instead, I think they do them Saturday and maybe Monday. Um, but uh, so maybe you don't see that much last minute ones. But uh, I don't know. I think over the next couple of days, we're still going to get a couple more surprises, things that all, you know, flip the slate on its head, as they say. All right. Are we doing a, a projections walkthrough this week or what? Yeah, let's uh, let's pop it up there. We've got kind of the, the same Excel. Now I hadn't figured out how to use the fancy new marketplace yet to to do this walkthrough. So that'll be yeah, we can do it next time this week. Um, but we can throw up. We've just got our same kind of Excel, and we'll just walk through quickly. Um, let's do it. You know, some some values. So we've got it pulled up. If you guys can see, I'll zoom in a little. Uh, so starting at quarterback, um, you know, here's kind of the the weekly projections, and then. The price is pretty crazy to see kind of two, you know, pretty significant values at the top here with Philly and, and New Orleans. Uh, the Taysom, Taysom Hill, New Orleans has just been so crazy and not even like good football crazy, but fantasy points crazy uh, in the, the two weeks he started. Yeah, and it, like, sure, it felt gimmicky if you watched the game or, you know, watch Red Zone like the rest of America, but you saw those highlights from that game where Taysom, like, didn't do anything. Alvin Kamara didn't have anything for that first half. Second half kind of just picked up. Kamara gets his touchdown, and then Taysom, obviously, I think he had one earlier, but, like, he broke that 40-yard touchdown or so, and then it turns into, oh, this is now a great fantasy day. And, like, yeah, so it feels a little wonky and stuff, but, like, that's also, that's his game. And, like, that's, about to say, that's just, that happens every time he plays. Like, it's just... He's going to throw multiple interceptions and also <laughs> run for nearly 100 yards and, and run one in the end zone. Yeah. Shout out and, to my my season-long quarterback, Taysom Hill, going to lead me to the promised land. <laughs> Shows where my team is at. But anyways, I'm rolling with him. So, I'm in, yeah, I'm impressed TJ still paying attention to his fantasy team. I know in the league that I'm in with him, he hasn't touched that. Like It, no. it just says inactive all over his entire <laughs> <round>. <laughs> Yeah, I have not looked at that one. <laughs> So, Justin, Tampa Bay, you know, they've got that, that a well-deserved reputation being good against the run. Does that extend to running quarterbacks as well? 
That's interesting. Um, I, I don't know the answer. Well, I might have to do some research on that. Yeah. So, okay. Let me at least talk to my pro- thought process. Normally, when I think of running quarterbacks, I want to match them against teams that primarily play man coverage. Reason being, when you're playing man coverage, you're chasing your guy and your back is turned to the quarterback. This allows the quarterback room to kind of run and find, you know, openings and kind of just let go. When you have a team that plays like the old, you know, Tampa to the cover two, well, that's not as great for a running quarterback because you've got kind of, you know, not even um, spotlighted, but you've just got like people watching the quarterback the entire time. He's not going to be as willing to kind of go out and when he does, like he maybe gets the seven yards. Um, oh, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, I know Tampa, the reason why their run D is so great is just because of that front line, that front, se- um, that like front seven and just the inability to kind of get through it. They do have speed around the edges. Um, but like, I think the biggest challenge is going to be Tampa putting up a ton of points. Now, New Orleans defense is very good. I'm still just going to trust Tampa here. If Tampa puts up those points, does Taysom have to throw? In that most recent game, like New Orleans, like they need to be in the game for Taysom to really get that kind of opportunity to get these runs and stuff. Um, but if they're forcing him to throw, that's when it can get a little ugly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, the other team we kind of highlight here is uh, is Philly, and you know they were off last week, um, but you know, kind of a similar thing. Jalen Hurts has just been so dominant uh, with his feet. I mean, they're running the ball like fifty times a game, and he uh, should be back this week. Yeah, well, they they were on bye last week. Yeah, right. And Garden and Minshew was before yeah. that, but reports yeah, right, are right, that right. Hurts should be back this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, obviously if Gardner plays, this will drop some. They're playing Washington, you know, kind of terrible reputation to start the season has gotten a little bit better, but definitely think that, you know, even even given that, this is a, a valuable card. Interestingly, kind of both of these are probably a little bit less valuable for TOC than they would be in other formats, just given the passing touchdowns. So, any other teams worth mentioning here? No, I like those. Um yeah, as you mentioned, because the touchdown to stop the six for six, I think that if anything, though, the pendulum has gone too far and TOC is devaluing the running quarterbacks more than they should be. And like the thing is, they still have the upside because when you have a quarterback who can still throw for 250 and two or 250 and three, but also have that 50, 70, Taysom got up to 101 the other week rushing yards. Like that's value that you're not going to find elsewhere. And it's not priced into their, you know, Tom Brady kind of QB price. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. We'll switch to running backs. Um, we obviously uh, need to kind of evaluate the, the Cleveland uh, injury and COVID situation here, but didn't spend a lot of time on that given we're going to know their outcome prior to the Sunday games. Uh, I'd, I'd caution on Arizona too. Uh, James Conner going in for an MRI. Chase Edmonds was not back last week, but we think might come back this week. Um, DeAndre Hopkins also now going to be week to week. This team might be a little little fragile this week, and uh, I, I wouldn't have to. I'd be a little hesitant to want to play any, really any Arizona card this week. Yeah, the, you know, does James Conner matter? I mean, he's been a touchdown scoring machine, but most of those are short, kind of spread offense, running back handoffs. He leads the league his... in one-handed catches. 
Have you watched James <laughs> Conner? It's amazing. Like he doesn't know he has a second hand and he's always sideways as the ball is going over his head and his arm goes up and it always catches it. It is, it's impressive. Plus his number, I think is four or I don't think it's six. It's four or six, but it's like a single digit. He's one of those running backs like the Leonard Fournette style and these single yeah. numbers. It's really interesting to watch. But does it matter? The single digit running back drives me nuts. I hate seeing Leonard Fournette up there. It just it's like, no, you're not supposed to be number seven. It shouldn't be allowed. The rules have changed. The rules have changed. Uh, um, but I don't even like it, wide receivers with single digits, let alone the yeah, running back. Come on. But does it change if James Conner's out? I think it does primarily because well, two reasons here. One is we're not sure Chase Edmonds' health. So if he's also not fully healthy. Um, I don't believe they're going to run, you know, Benjamin 20 times. So I think that hurts the running game here Two, They don't like using chase Edmonds in the red zone. So if Connor's out, I think that hurts the running backs touchdown um, expectation and probably increases it for Kyler with regards to a rushing or needing to pass more often in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think to me, like Washington kind of stands out a little bit here. Uh, now, like the question is, can they keep it close from a you know game flow against Philly? But, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson has been good and still just like not even super positive touchdown regression so far this year. So I think he, if he gets a couple of those uh, to go his way, that could be interesting. Um, the the Los Angeles goats, I think is the other one where kind of big favorites against Seattle who has been terrible against the run this year. I think the big question there is just who is healthy for them. Cause that, you know, there's a relatively big drop off from Darrell Henderson to Sonny Michelle and, and others on that team. I, I like that one. Cause I also like it for the rest of the season and playoffs, just goats, goats running back, decent play. Yeah, if you can get if we can get them both healthy, uh, I think the rest of the season, uh, Sony Michelle is actually going to be the one A. Uh, I was talking to a couple of the established run guys about this as well, and they're kind of in agreement that Sony will probably be that one A the rest of the season, and then uh, Darrell Henderson will probably take a bit more of the pass down work. Um, but like I think Sony Michelle proved himself. You know, we know that the McVeigh. Uh, and his staff like haven't been head over heels for Henderson, um, you know, brought in acres and such. And so for TOC, I think the two of them healthy together is a great combination for this specific game. I'm concerned because Seattle is just running record low number of plays. And so I don't think they're, you know, their Rams are going to have as need or as high, ha, as high opportunities as they normally do. Uh, Dallas. So Dallas is, I think, is interesting at $40 for the rest of the season because they just haven't been healthy with Tony Pollard, uh, you know, being out and Zeke missing, not Zeke missing time, but Zeke probably should have been missing time. Yeah. It feels like he is. He was out, he was out, out touched by Corey Clement, I think it was last week. Like it's crazy. Just rest him. Um, but I, don't know, I think he's a little, I think he's stubborn and he just wants to stay out there. So props to him. Uh, Cincinnati, you can tell how much, um, you can tell the impact of them likely not making the playoffs and what it's had on the card, because that still is a fantastic card for the Joe Mixon and for the playoffs. I think their schedule is a little challenging, but you might be able to find a week or two. But um, that, I think that's just interesting that like, hey, if they would have won that San Francisco and been looking on the right side of the playoffs, I think that would be uh, at least 10, 15, 20 dollars more. Yeah. And it's interesting that division is still very much up for grabs right now. Uh, obviously, a lot of it will probably hinge on how quickly 
Lamar can get back to full health, but uh, you know, kind of a chance for for most teams. Coop Steelers might be might be out of it, but all right. Um, you know, the the Jets just pop in in this projection every week, mostly because of the low price. But like they they've been relatively uh, relatively effective as a as a scoring running back position despite how or wide receiver position despite how bad they've been on the season but i have to look every time and like make sure i didn't break something in the projections i think we need to pull out some splits though of with and without zach wilson and i don't care about who the other quarterback is because it really doesn't matter it can be anyone it can be mike white it can be flacco um like it could probably be trent Dilfer right now like but josh johnson seriously anyone um just not Zach Wilson. Um, and it's just bad. Like, I, I don't know. He's not able to sustain that offense, or at least not at this point in his career. So I would that, that's where I would just be hesitant to play them. Um, and maybe someone in chat can kind of give us a quick what's uh what are the wide receivers points with or without Zach Wilson games? Yeah, and you know, certainly the 10 point underdog helps that projection just given how much they're going to have to throw. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the Minnesota, Minnesota wide receivers continue to be, you know, continue to be a, a very narrow like funnel or a target funnel, but uh, effective. It's a tough matchup this week though, with Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. That's such a strong card. But, I mean, I think a reason why it's just so cheap right now is because, again, they're on the outside looking in for the playoffs. But that's one that I would heavily consider playing, especially if they're not going to be high-owned here. Uh, I think we're going to have Thielen and Jefferson back this week. Um, so that, that, that'll that be a strong plus. Uh, and I was looking. It is against Chicago, um, at Chicago. It's not like the greatest matchup, but this isn't the same Chicago defense that we've seen like in previous years. But if they can win at Chicago – we then see him at almost, I think, a little under 50% to make the playoffs. Um, so at Chicago, win would put him at 43. Then they have, they just got a tough schedule. Then the Rams, then Green Bay, and then they finished with Chicago again. So two Chicago's, LA Rams and Green Bay, tough schedule, but keep an eye out for them because if they can sneak into the playoffs, um, that's a, that, that's a high powered offense that could possibly win multiple games and give you some strong points. Yeah. Lastly, Justin, any interest in the, the Thunder Horses this week? You talked earlier about Kansas city kind of, sh- you know, shutting down their last few opponents, but, and we'll obviously know Thursday, but do you think that there's value in this card here? Yeah, I mean it's the high it's the highest scoring game, and they're projected to be you know slightly down and throwing most of the game. And uh, Justin Herbert's been playing phenomenal. We're gonna have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton's now connected for deep balls. I think the two of the past two games um, for touchdowns, so that offense feels like it is clicking. Um, it is one of the challenging things too, though. We're kind of historically the way to beat Kansas City is on the ground, so Eckler should have his chance to kind of uh, run through them. Um, but like if this does turn into a shootout, which we've known can happen throughout, you know, Mahomes' career, and they have been putting up the points the last few weeks to I guess two of the last three weeks to do that. Um, sure, I love the I love the card. I just if I'm gonna take a stand, not that you really need to, I just think this game's a little lower scoring than we think. But hey, it could be lower scoring than we think and still finish the top three scoring game of the week 
just because of how we're looking at the rest of the games. Yeah. All right. We'll hit on, uh, on tight end and defense quickly so we can uh, close out the rest of the show. Uh, you know, tight end continues to just be, you know, uh, kind of ridiculous from a projection perspective. Cleveland, you know, we got the the cheap Austin Hooper tight end to keep them up there from a production perspective. You know, again, this is one of those where, like, I don't know that Case Keenum actually hurts that much this but, week. No Austin Hooper, no Harrison Bryant. So it's just David Njoku. Um, but I think also no Jarvis Landry. Like, so maybe Njoku ends up getting, like, seven targets in this game. Um yeah, and the best matchup in the, in the league against tight ends. Yeah, so I would, I'd be hesitant. I think this ten point seven is a bit inflated because it assumes that you're going to have more than just you know Njoku there. Um, this could just as easily end up being a low ball tight end score just from a horrible game environment, and you know what, Njoku just doesn't do much. Um, yeah. But you know, again, we'll know on we'll know on Sunday uh, for the price. Uh, definitely, definitely interesting to see it up there. Uh, San Francisco kind of creeping creeping up on the the season average. Probably probably should be inflated a little bit more, just given how much they've used Kittle over the past couple of weeks, and assume that some of that continues. Uh, any other stand out to you? I'm kind of just looking right now at some of the lowest priced ones and thinking about even from a long-term perspective and like the tournaments that we're having next year, because Miami Gesicki, like that's going to be there for a while. Um, Washington, Logan Thomas was signed to a multi-year deal. So him healthy is big Denver. You still have, you know, one of the best up and coming tight ends. And we're seeing, um, we're seeing no touchdown last week. Yeah. We saw him get one as well. So that was a sick touchdown too. Very athletic play for the big guy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I don't know. I think I think those are interesting. Um, just for them, just looking from a long term perspective. From here, New England doesn't excite me that much against Indy. Um, I, think, I think even Miami just from this, like my, that, that's too cheap for a card that um, you know has just as much of a chance as virtually any of the others here to finish the number one tight end for the week. Yeah. And to your point, kind of a young prospect at tight end for for the future. All right, we'll touch quickly on the defense. And they're playing the Jets. And they're playing the Jets. Okay, there you go. I'm calling it now. Miami tight end is a top three card this week. Ooh, strong stance. Oh, this projection is wrong, guys. I I think I hard-coded that last week. And uh, didn't update. So ignore that projection. Obviously, Detroit's defense is not projected to ever get 16. <laughs> so we'll need to fix that one. Uh, but besides that uh, hammer card, anything else that you guys are, are seeing, uh, you know, the, the New England card kind of priced pretty significantly. I think people were excited, Justin, after you were talking about their uh, the rest of the season schedule last and their Week 17 matchup last week. I mean, right, because if you're selling that card, you're not just losing them out this week. You're losing them for week 17, which is where it's the money. And I forgot, why did I love it for week 17? They are playing the Jets, maybe? I think that's correct. And who's playing the Jets this week? Uh, oh, man. I just Dude. did this. Miami. You're testing me. Miami. <laughs> yes. Remember I'm, like, I'm like pulling up a bunch of tabs, trying to check if it was actually Miami. the Jets in week 17. 
So they and Miami's defense has come on strong. So uh, they're the they're the defense that uh, you know if you can't get that sixteen pointer from Detroit up there, Miami's probably my uh, Miami is actually my number one defense this week. So I'm calling it again. It is now Miami will finish. This one's a little more random, so it's harder. Uh, as a top five, now let's do it again. Top Miami will finish as a top three defense this week. Also, we were wrong. It's it's New England's playing Jacksonville in week 17. <laughs> so after all that, after all that, our connections just didn't even work. Of course. Um, is Jacksonville even gonna have a team or a coach by then? I don't know. It's it's a it's a legitimate I think they will have a team. They will pay people to play football. Uh, whether they're coached or it'll probably or, be across the border. Yeah, overseas. I don't think it will be in week 17. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh the 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 Bills defense obviously is kind of the class this this week, class of the league. Um, they're at the top of the projection by kind of a decent margin, half a point with this spread. And I mean, like Carolina quarterback is either going to be Cam, who just cannot stop throwing the ball to the other team, or PJ Walker, who, you know, was great in the XFL. But I mean, it's PJ Walker. Come on. He was good in college, too. I think he played with Matt Rule. Um, so, yeah. All right. What do we have? Um, there it is. I think that was everything. It's, it's uh, not fair for Buffalo because yeah, Cam Newton's gonna throw a pick six, and like you just start the game off with like. Is Cam even gonna play? I thought the they, I thought they were talking about PJ starting now. I mean, what they say starting, I think they're gonna continue doing that kind of dual. Um, both of them getting playing time. I don't know. It's ugly. No one's gonna know what's really going on. Cam Newton sold tickets. Cam. Yeah. What what a what a comeback story from Cam. <laughs> I'm back for one play. <laughs> what do you think? Do we want to look at some prize picks for tomorrow night, or do we want to? I think I'll move that in the Discord. Yeah, I will put you in the Discord because there's still so much unknowns, right? Not yeah, so much unknowns, thinking. but just question marks. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa! Can we talk some prize picks from last week and what oh, happened? Whoa. Yes, let's okay. do it. I'm excited. Um, Coop, you want to come on? I know you were uh, you you were loving this conversation too. Okay, you can decide. Who, Ooh, you okay. yeah, there he is. We want to. The champ okay. is here. So this was fun because I know Coop, you were you were kind of grinding along with this. But last week we had our parlay and we were talking through what do we do with the Alexander Madison situation because we didn't know where the Dalvin was and we were saying if this Madison line, like if Dalvin plays, then that sixteen point two projection or the sixteen point two over under for Madison was way too high. And like established the run had Madison at projected for 20, assuming Dalvin's out. But we thought there was a chance at Dalvin. Now, we talked through it. We ended up getting it wrong. And we still went on the over for Madison. And we were like, no, Dalvin's not going to play. Next morning, 8 a.m. comes around. And we get word that Dalvin is going to play or is highly likely to play. There was about a half hour or hour where that Madison line stayed up. And so... You can bet that Madison line up to five, up to five thousand dollars in winnings on an individual player across like various bets until they take it off the board. Uh, I happen to find that out. Um, but uh, <laughs> classic Kurzig. We shared it in the Discord and stuff, and like, hey, it's the, these are the kind of opportunities. And like, PrizePix is a very profitable company, and they've definitely taken a lot of money and a lot of my money. So these are the opportunities that we have to get our edge back. And um, so we put it in the Discord. I know there are some people who were in the Prize Picks channel that tailed it too. I think Madison ended up getting like 
two points, so it wasn't even a sweat at all. Um, Dalvin obviously had his absolutely huge game. The only sweat was, was Dalvin just going to eventually sit down? But no, dude's a beast. Um, he really so is. That was yeah, fun. I, think, I think we generally nailed it, right? At the end of the day, we said Pittsburgh would probably – get get torched up by the run that their defense just literally just couldn't stand they couldn't stand up i mean they were on the field the entire first half dalvin was carving them up and then uh you know ben saved us in the second half and and ultimately started throwing the ball around and, and made the game fun and close so i think overall from a thought process standpoint i thought that was awesome that we we pretty much had nailed it if madison plays i mean there's Absolutely no doubt that he gets 16 fantasy fantasy points at the end of the day. I mean, I think I could have got 15 fantasy points against the Steelers defense that day. I mean, the holes were literally there. He had 30 yards before he was even touched in, in four or five different runs, it seemed like. So, yeah, I think the thought process Steelers. was there. And, uh, and, and Justin was so sharp on on the Dalvin 50-50 uh, in, the, in, the, in the morning there, knowing to get, you know, some, some action on – on the under, just because if Dalvin even remotely played half the game, 17 fantasy points are being projected for almost the total of what we what we said would get is just so sharp to get on the under there. So uh, awesome that you ran it up and, and maxed it out. <laughs> I didn't so, win all that because I stacked with other stuff that I lost, so it's okay. But, uh, yeah, you guys know so jealous that you uh, you get to play prize picks. Uh, you guys know the Darren Ravel video where like he runs the 40-yard dash at like Nike or something? <laughs> yeah. Very familiar, yes. TJ Bach, no, I don't think so. I don't. You've never no, seen Ravel so. run run the forty? There's think like, so. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's multiple like overlays of like uh, NFL players running the forty and Ravel running it, and they like start it and run it like three times, <laughs> and the same time that he runs it once. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Oh, okay. well, I'm gonna show oh. it real quick because like just obviously we're gonna watch it real quick. Uh, and then I will make my comment. And this is a quite the elaborate setup here for this. Yeah, it's okay. it's, this better, this joke better land. Yeah. So here it is. <laughs> I have seen this. I have seen this. Jesus, <laughs> it's impressive. And you know, Darren Ravel's a good sport about it, and he's just impressed that his video has 8.7 million views. He says it has more than any <laughs> other 40-yard dash ever. So prop, props to him on that. Um, but. Where we are going with this is Coop just said he could have got 15 points in that game. So at the live <laughs> final, I think we at least need to record a 40 yard dash for Coop. Like, wow. We gotta have <laughs> I'll, I'll do a 40 yard. I'll do a 40 yard dash. I, I'm in. Under over I'm, five I'm and a half I'm seconds. In, I, I, Coop can move. Coop's got nimble I feet. Can move, I can move for 40 yards. I, now, if you, you, you want to go, go a little longer than that? I don't. I don't know if I'll. No, I certainly sure. will be winded for 25 minutes, but I can move for 40 yards. All right, over under five and a half seconds. <laughs> that I've you gotta take the under. <laughs> you I gotta mean, bet on your kids. I definitely bet on myself. Yeah, you gotta sure. say you gotta give yourself the under. I have no idea. 40 yard dash was 5.28. Who's this? Tom Brady. Is this like TV 12 diet or is this college? Top, this college was combine. Tom this was, I mean, <laughs> if we need to style. show Tom Brady's combine picture. He definitely doesn't look the same as he does now, that's for sure. All right, let me share this one too. <laughs> Quality entertainment here from, from the Herzig bot. Love it. Shows <laughs> oh, devolving quickly. That's what All is right. happening right now. This is the Tom Brady. <laughs> this is how I imagine Tom Brady versus Coop. But uh, <laughs> no, that, that's actually Mac Jones. That's another. These are professional athletes. 
I was gonna say, are you, are you saying that I look like Mac Jones? I think <laughs> I think I would take that as a very serious compliment. At the end of the day. <laughs> That's best rookie quarterback of this year. Uh, would not have expected that one coming. All right, so now you all. For the first time, have motivation to qualify for the live final in Miami this week. The first it's time actually you time. get to see Coop. Time for you all to actually start, you know, putting your best lineups in because now Only you know that more. you're going to get to watch Coop live run a 40 yard dash. Can he beat TB12? That's what we will find out. Only two more weeks, two more winners to be crowned. How much degenerate action will be on the over-under for, for my 40 Yeah, I love it. We can get About the same amount as Bell's push-up bet. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. we're gonna... <laughs> Should be fun. Um, Should be fun. All right, gents. Shall we call it? I think we are like formally it. off the rails, so t- time to wrap it yeah. up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, <laughs> once again. If you, made it, if you made it this far, congratulations. We appreciate it. We will talk to everyone next week and uh, good luck in the contest. And remember every purchase you make in the marketplace for, from now until Sunday morning, get your spot on the wheel and we'll be giving away some, some sweet cards. So, all right. On behalf of Justin Bach and producer Coop, I'm TJ. We'll see you guys next time.